evening, my fellow Americans. Take the red pill. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. The disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. All we have built, all we have worked for, would be destroyed. There is nothing the political establishment will not do. And this nation will not be fully free until all its citizens are free. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action. These criminals cannot be rewarded. So that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. They're coming after you and I'm just standing in their way. Here I am. You and I have a rendezvous with death. The cost of freedom is always high. Those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. This is a crusade! This is a holy war against the deep state! We never wanted to be right, but yet things are all adding up to the firestorm. They're screaming that they hate America and we're the reason. If you don't feel safe, then stop defunding the policemen. You calling us extremists because our words have hurt your feelings. And we're sorry we can't hear you over the sound of our freedom. Y'all been filling up our classrooms with drag queens for kids. We think it's not appropriate. You tell us that it is. The complexities of gender and children won't ever mix when there's school shootings by women whose pronouns are him, his. I'm not Republican, but keep it a hundred. They making sense. The most destructive ideologies are coming from the left. I think black lives matter. They think white lives matter less. And LGBTQ turned into WTF. Dear Democrats, I don't have nothing against the liberal, but the people representing you are communists and criminals. They've been starting World War III. We shipping missiles still. They don't want America great. They want it miserable. You can try to burn down the city. Scream at the top of your lungs till you're dizzy. You can cancel everything and everybody in it, but it's not your America. You can burn the flag, get aggressive. You can wear a mask and pretend you're progressive. I got my first amendment, don't forget I got the second. It's not your America. I'm hearing words I never heard in life. Kids go to school to learn. Never make it back home, they get murdered like. Who's concerned? Not the left or the right. Hope you ready for the fight. Coming to your front door tonight. The former president got arrested. The current one lost, but I guess he got elected. Kids get molested. Pedophiles all get protected. And you can kill a baby anytime if you're pregnant people so weak feel free to take a knee and you can't even speak god forbid you disagree i don't even know what virtual signaling means young men used to fight wars now they make memes divide us up i'm pretty sure that's the plan got a gun in my hand for when shit hits the fan and how the woman of the year is a man i'm pretty sure i never really understand you can try to burn down the city scream at the top of your lungs till you're dizzy you can cancel everything and everybody in it but it's not your america you can burn the flag get aggressive you can wear a mask and pretend you're progressive i got my first amendment don't forget i got the second it's not your america who riot till the city's up in flames You told us we've been spreading lies But you believe the truth is on the news every night You told us we gotta stop the fighting But you're the ones who keep the country angry and divided You told us we're crazier than you But all of our conspiracy theories are coming true 
try to burn down the city Scream at the top of your lungs till you're dizzy You can cancel everything and everybody in it But it's not your America You can burn the flag, get aggressive You can wear a mask and pretend you're progressive I got my first amendment, don't forget I got the second It's not your America Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy and a conspiracy it is. I am joined here tonight by our good friend, Game Tech Politics, and we're going to be talking about space and cyber warfare. We're going to be talking about the facade that just happened today. Uh, that song right there was Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun, Your America. Um, I mean, you know, a culture is made out of the music of the times and those guys are definitely doing uh, the world justice with the, the, the lyrics that they're putting out there because they're telling the truth. And that's a good thing, I think. Game Tech, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, hey, uh, how are you? I, I know that you haven't been feeling well. And I think I caught something from you, man, because I'm not feeling well today either. I, I said that yesterday to a friend. We like we just have Zoom meetings every day. I'm like, dude, I must have caught this from you. But no, my daughter, uh, half of her class was out last week from school. Last week because they were sick. And then she got sick this weekend. And I'm the one that's home with her all the time, taking care of her. And then all of a sudden, it came up on me. And I'm like, oh, no. But uh, it's uh, – I, I think I'm – yesterday was the worst day. Today's a little bit better, so I think I'll be good tomorrow. I wasn't able to do a show last night. I was knocked out, but yeah, there's something going around, and uh, watch out, people. It's it's nasty, so be careful out there with uh, with that stuff. Stock up on your vitamins and your meds and your mushroom supplements. <sighs> but what's up, man? I mean, uh, you know, I, I wanted to ask you this because you and I were talking on a show a few months ago. And um, there was this audio that came around of uh, someone from the Department of Homeland Security talking some things, talking about um, getting prepared for various different scenarios and different DHS exercises that were uh, happening around the country. Are you talking um, about the audio that I sent you, uh, the undercover yeah. recordings? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about here. So... Um, and, and that pertained a lot to space weather. And ever since then, we've seen this big hype being raised about solar flares. Now, I, I, solar flares are a real thing. We have a Carrington event in the 1800s. Uh, we've had various different solar events throughout history, which have been very dramatic and will completely wipe out the grid on this planet. But there's certain things you look for with solar flares when they hit the planet people got to remember solar flares are massive they're not just like small little targeted areas i wake up this morning and i go out i go to uh the news and i see this pharmacies nationwide hit by cyber attacks cell phone outage hits at&t nationwide verizon t-mobile affected 911 crashes world is ending solar flare map now my first indication is this is a cyber attack because obviously, you know, it, it's pretty impeccable timing that someone cyber attacks pharmacies nationwide, but everything else is a solar flare. It doesn't make much sense. Um, the next part of this was a report that came out saying the FBI and other federal agencies, along with the DHS, will be investigating whether the AT&T outage was caused by a cyber attack. 
game tech, I, you know, coming from, uh, I have a cyber <laughs> background, military background. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they know cyber attacks are happening when they're happening, quite literally. Like all, all of the they know it's T1, a minute. T2, they know T3 it's a minute. lines. Yeah. yeah. Every single broadband line into the United States is monitored <laughs> by these agencies. Right, okay. right. If a cyber attack is happening, they know it immediately when it's happening. The fact that they said that, I was like, um, something's off here. Now, a few years ago, we had Cyber Polygon with the World Economic Forum. They predicted a major cyber attack event in the near future. Uh, them just recently we had Obama's uh, dark Netflix special, which involved uh, weaponized cyber attacks uh, that was leave the world behind. Um, Q for everybody out there who's the, the Q thing. Uh, February 22nd, 2019, internet infrastructure is under attack. The agency that oversees the online address book warns. Uh, kind of interesting there. So here's my thoughts. There is no way in hell that this was a solar flare that caused this to happen today. Yeah, and because if, 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 let me let me just say this to the audience. Um, the sun must hate <laughs> hate America really like really bad because it only hit America, guys. <laughs> so a, a sol the, this this whole entire um, narrative around the solar flare. See what what's going on, guys? Is basically they're trying to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks with you. And it's really you. It's the audience. It's the the people who consume media. It's it's going to be whatever they highlight the most and they're just going to take that narrative and go with it we're we're at a, a psychological warfare where we can't even get the truth about what has occurred in the past 24 hours mm -hmm. so you know with with the solar flares it just doesn't make sense the sun just doesn't attack one country out of the whole entire world and and decimates a communication system um just because you know um the sun wants to it's just a silly narrative. Now with the hack, now with the hack, that would, Josh, it would make sense to me if this hack occurred by a group, like a, an anonymous or Lizard King or or any sort of hacking group or even like a, a, a group of Russians or a group of Chinese people. Because that would be what we're seeing in the past 24 hours that that looks similar to what these groups do it truly does but let's just say that it's china let's say that it's the military of china or the russian military doing this that does not pass the smell test if they try to blame it on any sort of for uh, government world government the reason being is because if china took in and caused this it would be more destructive than what just took place in the past 24 hours i guarantee well, and, you that. And, and that's what rubio said today um which i found pretty interesting that rubio made these comments today specifically did, did you see rubio's comments i i did about um I did about a half hour after I got yeah. all of it. He said, so, I don't know the cause of the AT&T outage, 
But I do know it'll be a hundred times worse when China launches a cyber attack on America on the eve of the Taiwan invasion. And it won't be just a cell service hit. It will be your power, your water, and your bank. And I believe that. And that's very, like, um, I, I would parrot that information. That's good information to sit there and tell the public. I'm, I'm quite surprised Marco put that out there like he did. Um, so, so to me, Josh, the past 24 hours, we, our common sense tells us that it wasn't solar flares. Mm -hmm. I'm not stating that solar flares are not an issue. I'm not stating that at all because they, they are an issue. So please don't misunderstand what me or Josh are saying about these solar flares. The solar flares is an issue that we're going to have to come to grips with. Um, however, the past 24 hours, even though we've had some big solar flares, that is not the cause of these outages. I ended up talking to my phone was going off the hook today like non-stop and i never answered any of my calls i just didn't want to um but i i go online and i'm, I'm drinking a cup of coffee i go online and the first thing i do is i go to drudge just like you showed um but that's that's normally where i go to every day yep. just to see what the mainstream media is pushing and i see solar flares so i was like well maybe i should take a call <laughs> i took a call and it was basically um a military guy telling me that this was not anything to be concerned about that this was us this was us and it was basically a training exercise for what's to come hmm. they have to prepare the only way that they can prepare is by shutting things off and turning them back on so that's that's why i'm here tonight just to tell you guys that this was a military exercise and it was not done by the chinese it was not done by the sun it was done by our own government as a training exercise now that makes a lot of sense number one is if it was a solar flare it would have hit well over a broad spectrum. It would have hit Europe, the United States, it would have hit Asia. Um, not only that is we had this, this moon lander that was landing on the moon today, and that would have been affected by solar flares. That was not. Um, and if we look, it, it just affected telecommunications, okay? See, the thing with a solar flare is a solar flare is basically acts as an electromagnetic pulse device. It's not only going to affect telecommunications, it's going to affect the electric grid. It's going to affect any electronic item. So if a solar flare was able to do something like that, to knock out telecommunications, it's knocking out your power grid. It's not, it's, it's over, you know, overheating your computers. It's burning everything in its sight. It doesn't just like, well, today I found my solar flare. I'm just going to take out telecommunications. So the fact that the, the news, the mainstream media and the government are coming out reporting these things raises a lot of red flags. Now, in sense of the scenario that we've learned about, about the DHS whistleblowers coming out and talking about space weather events, uh, preparations that DHS is making for these types of events, knowing that our government has done real world scenarios and covered them up, uh, 1992, the first uh, World Trade Center's bombing was an FBI training scenario. Um, FEMA was on the ground September 11, 2001 in Central Park for mass casualty drills. Um, the 777 
bombing, uh, subway bombing was taking place at the same time the, uh, the British authorities were running a scenario of a bomber in the subway. So we know that these various different scenarios, training scenarios, can go real life. Now, I find this interesting that they would run the scenario, they take down telecommunications, they would hack pharmacies and see the national impact, gauge the national. So this is kind of what you're saying, though, is that they did this to gauge the national impact. How fast, how fast can we get services back up? And what was the impact from those services? Because one of the primary things that went down was all the 9-11 centers in the East Coast and the uh, Southeast uh, seaboard. They're, they're also doing one more thing, though. Uh, they're, they're collecting data on everybody right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is and the reason being is because they want to know what narrative to tell in the future. So they want to they want to create a narrative now for the future that they're using. They're utilizing our data and you're, they're utilizing our conversations as a way to see what sticks and what doesn't stick within the social media framework. So that they're using social media right now to collect everybody's data on the mm. And so this is more of a, like a psychological warfare as well. This is like an all-encompassing training program. Uh, we, we even um, discussed on your show about the blackout training back in uh, June, July, and August of last year. Mm -hmm. uh, they were, you know, our military was preparing for this heavily. And I knew something was up with that. We both did. And we both heavily, heavily discussed you know, uh, or at least highlighted. We didn't, you know, get into the details of what the training was and all of that stuff, but we at least was aware that this isn't normal for this, this time. And now you're seeing why they were doing that. Now you're seeing, now you're starting to see why, because they're preparing for some sort of event where all of our communications is going to be wiped out. And the DHS, uh, Josh, like Josh said, uh, we have audio. And this, this, is, this is from uh, a DHS employee, this audio is. And he says, uh, he, he says, you know, we're doing a lot of different type of training right now. We're doing school shootings. You know, we're, we're training in vulnerable areas like nursing homes and schools. Uh, we're also taking and in, in, uh, making sure uh, that sleeper cells don't get into our water, our, our uh, city water, and our public uh, public infrastructure. You know, um, they've been training on that. Um, but the the when when I have when I sit there and see that that the military takes more than two and a half to three months of doing one particular type of training and only that type of training heavily done for almost three months, you, red flags just pop up. Yep. Immediately. Immediately. I, I agree 100%. And, you know, Rubio's comments for me kind of, um, this was foreshadowing. Now, number one is Rubio says that it's going to be 100 times worse when China launches a cyber, cyber attack on the brink of the Taiwan invasion. Now, I disagree with Rubio here. Um, I don't think politicians are paying attention. China literally has a two million man army in the United States that's flowed over the border. The moment 
that all of this begins and it's most likely will happen soon. China will have all the farmland they want and will walk right into Taiwan because there'll be no resistance. What do I mean by that? That all China has to do is activate their sleeper cells, have a massive cyber attack in the United States. Hold on. Massive cyber attack in the United States, activate their sleeper cells, take out the grids, poison the water with fentanyl, and they can walk right into Taiwan and take it. They don't have to do anything. And the United States at that point in time is done, crumbles to the ground. What, what's, what they're trying to do here is turn the United States into a third world country. you got to remember uh, that memo that leaked uh, February of uh, last year uh, by Air Force General. Um, yep. I actually got this memo uh, before it was even reported by the media. I believe I, I posted it out. I ended up getting it. Um, from a mutual friend of ours, Josh, I won't say the name, um, just out of privacy, but I, I ended up getting it from uh, a person that had a, had a source, um, that he's very, he's very well connected. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, that memo basically highlights a training operation that all of the subordinates under this general um, was forcing them to do and saying, hey, basically, look, we are, this this war with China uh, is imminent and it's going to, you know, he wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't happen sooner, but they need to prepare by 2025, January of 2025, that um, we'll be at war with China. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he has, he's had the information for quite a while. So this, this has been, literally been planned for years but i i think this has been planned for more than a decade to be honest well i i agree i agree and you know they they put it under the guise of what's called the great reset and you know maybe they're going to try to blame it on a mass solar flare that hits the world and the world crumbles down and they have to rebuild it or it's going to be a world war that breaks out between the West and, uh, you know, the BRICS nations. I think uh, it would be much uh, comp- more complicated than that. And I think mm-hmm. that it, the, the narrative is going to be much scarier than that. And I think that the UFO and the UAP um, conversation is going to be included with those threats. Now, one of my thoughts today was that... Um, do you think that they just turned off, turned the switch off, or do you think they, they actually targeted those facilities? Uh, you talking about AT&T and yep, Verizon and all of them. I, I don't that they, I think that they infiltrated them and, and shut off uh, a part of their network. I, so they have to. I've had, I've had, I, I was doing a X spaces, uh, a couple hours ago and it was just a short space. Cause I just wanted to kind of calm everybody's fears on, on what's going on and, and kind of let them know that this was just, this was all us. And sometimes Josh, I just don't know how to explain to these people, you know, cause uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of bull, a lot of bull crap comes our way, you know what I mean? And, but, um, the the way the way that I now I don't have details of what they did, 
so this is pure speculation. This is my opinion. This is not fact, and I don't want you guys running with this. But what I think occurred was that they attacked, um, and uh, they only shut off services to up to about 100,000 people. It wasn't like a nationwide thing. And I mm-hmm. think that it was just certain cities that they uh, allowed this to uh, play out. And then they basically uh, went to AT&T. They, they told them what was going on. So AT&T is in on this, uh, from, my, from my opinion. And then they um, basically did a mock attack in case China, uh, when we do go to war with them and they do shut off our communications, they did a mock attack on what it would look like that China was doing. And then they uh, allowed, you know, their agents to train to combat the, the DDoS and, and all of these other attacks. Um, it was just a multifaceted training exercise. They, 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 um, trained with the pharmaceutical company, uh, they trained with the, the communication companies, um, you know, anything that would be of highly importance to the American public, which would be, you know, their life-saving drugs and communication, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that they, they just basically shut things down and then allowed their agents to see the timing of how they were going to correct the situation. So basically, they got the data and, and their strategy on paper now uh, for for the next event, so that way that they know how to combat everything. Gotcha. Now, there's something interesting that I wanted to bring up with this. Uh, I'm going to play just a, a short little video for people out there to see this. completed. This was a, uh, a bomb went off in downtown Nashville on Christmas Day. This was back a few years ago in 2020. <coughs> now, we covered this whole scenario as it all happened. If people don't remember this, this was uh, the vulnerability of the telecommunications system in Nashville and beyond became clear on Christmas Day when AT&T's central office in downtown became the site of a bombing. So the bombing and the damage to the AT&T office was a single point of failure, said David Schmidt, the Cornelius Vanderbilt professor in the computer science at Vanderbilt University. That is the Achilles heel, the weak link, he said, when one thing goes wrong and everything comes crashing down. Fortunately, though, the bomb didn't wasn't able to do the damage that it was meant to do. It was supposed to take out the whole facility. Uh, during the time, this is December 25th, 2020, when this happened, it took out uh, just the 911 communications within uh, like all of Georgia, Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky. But I find it interesting that that was a few years ago and they targeted AT&T. Again, this is the same facility that was just targeted today. So this is the AT&T facility that was targeted today. Do you find that odd? little bit a little bit of a coincidence we got a question that i'd like to answer um sure. from the audience uh let me find it here 
people keep keep typing really quickly. Um, somebody somebody said, "Why are we talking about China and not Russia? Like, what? Um, why isn't it Russia that's doing this?" Well, um, I I don't really have. I'm not like a foreign policy expert, but usually, um, most of our attacks are are from China. Uh, we we have we have created this narrative in the United States for 30 since our lifetime, our whole entire lifetime. We have been fed to believe that that all of these countries really hate America. And then when tourists go over to these countries, they get a different taste and they're like, what the hell is going on? These people don't hate us, you know. Um, so I I the reason why we're not talking about Russia is because we know Russia's um, type of um, military action. They're more, um, they're more personal instead of taking and, and try, they get, they meddle into elections. They meddle into anything that we can change policy wise. That's the type of stuff that Russia uh, does with China, it's more a we they want to destroy the economy uh, type thing for the American. Uh, they don't really get into American policy because uh, policy it takes a long time to sit there and filter through. So they're more of a you know um, let's get shit done now instead of ten years from now. Uh, that's kind of how they work. Um, again, I'm not a foreign policy expert, but um, I've I've been in this game long enough to see that Russia's not the threat that the media is selling. Right. Out and, and let me add to this, that the aspect of Russia, Russia right now has NATO at their doorstep, just waiting for anything to go into Russia and take out Putin and invade Russia. NATO is ready to strike Russia. They're just waiting for that one moment where Russia fucks up. Russia right now on the global stage is not going to do a cyber attack against the United States, against the West, or against Europe. Um, they're not going to kill Navalny in, yeah, in but jail. Russia, I mean, Russia, stupid. Not, they would not be doing this at a time uh, uh, like now. It no. just it makes no sense whatsoever in the sense of Russia. Putin, who is a 5D chess player, this guy is very strategic and calculated in all of his moves. He's not going to kill his greatest political opponent in jail, okay, right after his epic interview with Tucker Carlson on the global stage, where the global stage look at him like, oh, Putin's actually a really good guy, and he's right a lot, a lot of things. Why is he going to go all of a sudden and kill his largest political opponent and confirm what the West is saying? It makes no sense. And so Russia's not going to do something like that. But China, on the other hand, China has um, um, cells cyber cells that will perpetuate these attacks, but they look like single entity attacks. They, they're not affiliated with. I, the, I like, forgot to, I forgot all about, yeah, I was wanting to mention that. That's, that's a great, yeah, great, point. great point. Keep going. Yeah. They got, they got various different cyber cells all around the world, but what they do is they're not affiliated with China's military. And so what well, they are, but they, they exactly. have no direct connection. So they cannot be tied back to China. And You're so, yeah, that's kind of how China operates. And, and you'll even see North Korea doing it at that level. Um, but here's the thing. There, is China, some, China... Go ahead. Go ahead. Some, some uh, Iran, they do a lot of what China does too. 
they 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 kind of um, take the China approach to things. And and Josh is right; these are groups, groups, not military, not government sponsored. I mean, in in a way, it is, but. Uh, these groups are the ones that do the the type of cyber attacks. Um, that's why I knew right away when it only affected a certain, like it didn't affect the whole entire country. It only affected a certain amount of people. Why? Let me ask you this, Josh, and the audience. Why, why would a cyber attack only hit 70 to 100,000 customers? Not not two or three million. Yeah. If you're going to do it and you're going to have the repercussions for it. Absolutely. Uh, why are you going to limit yourself? Exactly. And, and why, if it was a solar, if it was a solar event that occurred that, that created this, then why in the hell, what's the FBI investigating? The FBI is investigating today, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're talking with AMT and T if they think that it's a solar event and they're allowing the media to continue this narrative without correcting it, um, then that's an issue. You know, the, the American public deserve to know what the fuck's going on. And we got our government allowing a lot of these narratives to come into play in our discussions when in reality they could really shut this thing down and say, you know, this group Lizard King or this group Anonymous from China is what shut this down and, and you know we we caught it in time to where it was small scale and we fixed the problem you know there's no need to be concerned now we've got it under control that's the way that i would take and, and present this story to the american public and a lot of the american public would buy that type of story including myself mm -hmm. so so the the fact that we don't have our government even even correcting anything allowing multiple type of stories to come into play kind of just proves my point and proves my source out of this, that this was an America type uh, American involvement was, was we were involved in this event and we knew, we know more than, than what, what is being said. And, and that's, that, that is just, uh, that really pisses me off, man. It pisses me off. Really. Well, yeah, when they would do live training exercises on the American public. Um, yeah, that, that's a big problem. Um, I, I get real world scenario type of training and exercises. That's always smart. But uh, unless there was oh, a direct. Oh, oh go, ahead, go ahead. I forgot to tell you. So I've been looking at the tweets for the past 24 hours on this show. and. Uh -huh. It, and it's real weird, and I know that people are going to think that I that I seen this prior to me posting this. But I, once I got that source telling me that it was us, not anyone else, I'm thinking, okay, that makes sense. Don't know much about it. I'm not really going to worry about the story. But then I started seeing a lot of different people like posting about this today. But yesterday, Elon Musk mm -hmm. tweeted out testing. This is a test. Interesting. Interesting, right? Um, just last week, another um, another guy that has a lot of intel. I can't fucking remember his name. He's big. He's big time. And I know you following. Uh, he's, he tweeted out that AOL um, 
AOL graphic where it's the dial up. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, Dan, Dan Scavino. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you know the level of intel he gets. Mm -hmm. Like, it, 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 it makes me jealous. So, well, he's he, Trump's right hand man. He's, he's yeah, been he's chief of staff for 30 years. Right. He tweets out just a few days ago this little AOL thing. No, no explanation, no, you know, no like laughing about it or anything. He just posts this little picture of an AOL that could not connect. Now, let me ask you this, because I, I, I truly do believe that there are, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say like white hats, but good people out there aligned with Trump that are doing things right. It's not it's not just aligned with Trump. It's it's aligned with the military. There's right. Right. Now, listen. Well, yeah. how about this? This was today. This was earlier today before anything happened. Having like, so it's honestly, it's like, imagine if we had like an EMP attack or something like that, what would end up happening in this country? So it's not necessarily a good thought because you think you're just so naturally reliant on having uh Why would DeSantis say that this morning before because any of this they happened? they all knew, Josh. They all knew that this was a That's what I'm saying. They knew but it seems that it was the people on the other side. It was Dan Scavino. It was it was DeSantis who potentially, you know, I, I fucking called the DeSantis shit a while back and nobody, everybody was yelling at me when I said this about DeSantis. And I said, DeSantis is Trump's lackey. The only reason he's running against Trump, the whole drama be, between him and Trump is nothing but show that DeSantis presidential campaign is only going out there to get all the rhinos on one side to separate all the Trump, because Trump's all about loyalty, separate everybody away from Trump. And then once he drops out, DeSantis will be in the running for a cabinet position in his VP. And sure enough, he's on that list right now. I fucking called that years ago. But DeSantis, he's he's in this circle. So we got DeSantis, we got Scavino, we got multiple others on that side of the house. So the question is, is was this a, a, a white hat operation? Or was this a, uh, uh, a Joe Biden military operation? This um, this is going to shock you. But, you know, when I talked to my guy earlier, this was a good guy operation. I agree. Yeah. This, 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 this AT&T and the, the, the communication systems was not done by Joe Biden and, and uh, you know, our, our, the, the head of the Department of Defense. It was, it was basically a military operation that they were doing training on. And they kind of, you know, spend it to their superiors that this was needed um, so that way they could save face later on when we do go through a complete meltdown of our, our communications and infrastructure that way that they can have it on the paperwork saying hey we trained for this our intel agencies are doing its job yada 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 they, they're going to put a good spin on it but in reality what's really going on behind the scenes is that our good guys are making them bad guys look good but in reality it's just a complete fucking farce and a setup to make sure that they are going to be implementing policies when Trump does come into power, and then we'll be able to clearly make waves if in case shit does hit the fan and, and we're prepared for it. So the good guys was doing the operations today. 
Not, you know, not. It, it, and I have to agree with that because of the, the news that came out earlier. The FBI and other federal agencies, along with the DHS, will be investigating whether the AT&T outage was caused by a cyber attack. The fact that they didn't know, that's concerning. But if we realize that it was an inside job, right, we realize that it was a, a, a faction of the DOD that was and doing they this. They can't come out and say that either. And they can't come out and say that. Uh, but it, apparently the FBI and other federal agencies in the DHS were not informed of this happening. Once again, the Joe Biden administration. They, they, being, were, they, they were informed. It's just they weren't informed the way that me and you would be informing them. Mm. It, they were informed. It was just kind of like a smokescreen. Like, this is going to happen. We're going through training. Uh, that way we, we had the paperwork when, when shit hits a fan later on, then this is what, you know, this is what we prepared for yada, yada, yada. And, um, it's interesting, man. It's interesting, but at the same time, it's scary because regardless of, uh, we just need more good guys. We don't have, we don't have the numbers right now. And that's the issues that we're having right now is that we don't, we have to think 10 steps ahead. And if any of those steps gets thwarted, then we have to create another plan really quickly. Um, and, and that, and that's the problem is that we don't have, we don't have the bodies to, to infiltrate or the spies or agents to infiltrate, um, the, the, these globalists they're it's pretty, the globalists are pretty more controlled than the good guys are controlled. It's, mm. it's really scary right now, man. Well, now, now take that into consideration is, do you think that the, uh, the border problem with China coming over the border, the amount of Middle Eastern radicals coming over the border, um, do you think that that is going to um, have an impact this year in 2024? Do you think that yes. that something is going to rise from that this year? Yes. And I think, I think that that is going to occur first. And then what's going to occur afterwards is basically the breakdown of our communications and infrastructure. So we're going to have the sleeper cells basically be activated within the United States because pa panic and hysteria and to uh, get people's attention on um, very vulnerable places like nursing homes and schools, um, the water. Uh, you mentioned last week about our water um, being uh poisoned and that is a very very that's on the list i mean that's literally on the list so that's not something you're thinking of out of thin air that's that's true that's true reporting um i think once once the sleeper cells get activated then after everybody's all all up in a a, a, a tussy over this shit and and scared that's when all of these attacks will happen. That's when our communication systems goes down. That's when, um, you know, our, our gas prices are going to go through the roof. You know, we're going to see like 10 to $15 gas prices um, per gallon. Um, when all of that takes place, that that's where, you know, that's where the military gets involved. That's when martial law gets enacted. That's when the deep state is, that's, that's like the last straw for the deep state. That's when they create this big amount of panic. Um, and then 
they blame it on us or they blame it on on their enemy, which is mm-hmm. MAGA and and Trump supporters. Now, here's a scenario that I've been talking about for a while now um, and warning people about that this is a boomerang against Trump. So we just had this news anchor says on air, she wonders if her pericarditis was from her COVID shot following the report of the link between the vaccine, um, heart and brain disorders, right? So you have that one. Now you go um, COVID vaccine. This is from Zero Hedge. COVID vaccine mRNA can spread systemically to placenta and infants of women vaccinated during pregnancy. That's not good. And then the most telling one today, and I'll, I'll explain this theory, is uh, Chris Cuomo's personal physician destroys a safe and effective narrative live on News Nation. The headline makes it sound like you have nothing to worry about. The opposite is true. They identify these very significant problems that were neurologic, cardiac, and hematologic issues. They are, there were a handful that were flagged as safety signals that were two to times uh, higher. This is liberal mainstream media, Chris Cuomo, getting his personal doctor on there calling out the COVID vaccine. And I said that Donald Trump is the one that signed the orders on September 17th, 2020 to allow for or 2019, to allow for the development of mRNA vaccines. He's also the one that signed the executive order, allowing for Operation Warp Speed for the development of these vaccines. Now we're seeing the whole media shift as in, oh my God, the vaccine's bad. Oh my God, it's killing people. Oh my God, there's a pericarditis, myocarditis, there's blood clots. They're going to use this against Donald Trump coming into the election time. There's no question. And by the way, uh, Tyler wants you to touch his nose if you read the comments. Um, so just wanted to put that up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Um, your your audience is awesome. I'm so sorry. I'm sitting there like reading your audience, man. They're, fucking, they're cracking me up. They're awesome. Um, but yeah, so we're seeing the COVID narrative come back out. People are realizing they got scammed with the jab. And this is going to be brought on against Donald Trump. Now, imagine... If they take that to Donald Trump in an international court or in the United States court and actually try to get him as doing wrong, this whole presidential immunity thing, it hinges on this aspect, too. Do you, do you it, know something else, though? What's that? Uh, now, now you have your you have your strategy, your political strategy that the, they're going to come after Trump with the vaccines. But do you notice a lot of the 25th Amendment talk right now? Yep. And, and I believe that that's going to come into play as with Trump as well. I don't think it's just solely they've committed that 25th Amendment conversation just on Biden. They're trying to bleed Trump into the conversation as well, um, too. So, yeah, I, I could see that. That's but I think, of- yeah, I, I honestly think, though, that they're going to um, potentially come out there and show conclusively another study done that the COVID vaccine was done too fast. And because it was done too fast, because of Operation Warp Speed, it has killed 60 million people. And that's on Donald Trump. And then they're going to sue him for they're going to sue him in criminal court and try to lock him up for that. And that's where that presidential immunity thing actually comes up. Genius. The genius on their behalf. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I could see them actually trying to do that. But I don't think we're going to have an election in 2024. I think that uh, shit is going to hit the proverbial fan before then. I do too. And I, I think that, um, 
I think the timeline from February to June is is where we see all of the start of things, just like, you know, we talked about in the past that they've had this timeline from, you know, the first round of attacks are going to happen in February. And and I knew that 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 to mean uh, military. Um, and so, you know, when they when they took and hit Syria on February 1st, I was just like, fuck, man, they, they were like right on the fucking timeline. They were pinpoint. Um, and then I, I believe by June we'll be in the war. I, I believe that we'll actually have our troops um, in harm's way. So uh, I'm not talking about at a distance. I'm not talking about on bases or on, on warships. I'm talking about boots on the ground in harm's way. I, I agree. And I think that for the first time in a very long time, we're going to see warfare in the United States of America. I think that it's coming here to the home homeland. And I think that uh, we're going to have radical insurgencies uh, rising up in various different cities, trying to take over those cities. Um, and lots of people are going to die from that. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I have a feeling How, that's going to happen relatively soon. What do you think the, what do you think America, the people you know, that just go to work every day, go, come home to their families. They don't even really spend time on social media. Um, what do you think that those people are really going to think? Like, how do you think the American public's going to respond when those things happen? They're going to be scared shitless. Uh, the majority of them will probably perish because they will not know what to do. They're not prepared. And, uh, you know, life is going to change drastically within that time frame. Um, a lot of people will survive because a lot of people have been uh, informed. A lot of people are. Prepared. Let's ask your audience. If, if you, if you guys are listening, put in your comments, like what, what, if you wake up one morning, what, what are you going to think when we have over 2 million people inside America die? Like what's your thoughts? on on how you're going to react to to those things because that's that's a very um uncomfortable reality that we we need to really actually think about and for me you know i'm a fucking soldier i know that there's going to be deaths but what we need to do right now the reason why i love you so much josh and i really yeah. do is because you're one of the main the media personalities out there that will actually that is actually trying to prepare people mentally for what is to come not what could happen but what is to come and that's the difference between your media and let's say CNN um i i just i'm very confused by that because a lot a lot of there's you know, 360 million personalities in, in, in America. How are we going to unite together and, and combat this? Or are we going to still stay divided? That That's my concern. Um, because we can't stop what's going to happen. Um, we don't have the numbers yet. But when things do happen, I'm certain we'll have the numbers collectively. But what are we going, how are we going to respond? What are we going to do? That's the million dollar question. Well, I, you know, I live in small town, Minnesota, and I know that these small towns are all good old country boys, plenty of firearms and ammunition. 
and that uh, you know during the uh, the Minneapolis riots, uh, these three or four towns out here all shut off the main roads. They they put armed people the main roads, and the sheriffs were like, "You can't do that." They're like, "Get the fuck out of our way!" Like that's what these people did out here in small town Minnesota. So the I'm no, in a good place. The number one the number one discussion in the month of December and January, just this past couple months ago. The number one discussion in D.C., and I, I shit you not, uh, and th this is among congressional members, okay? This isn't among media, but the congressional members had a discussion, like a, what do you call those? Like the little chain chat things, the little, yeah, what do you, um, little group chats. Uh, yeah. So those group chats were heavily talked, they talked about militias. And I, I seen one of one little email chain basically stating it all comes down to the militias. That was, I believe, uh, a congressman from Louisiana or Texas that said that. And actually, I, it was either him or it was one of his aides. But I tweeted that out about a, after I, I seen that. I tweeted it out. It all comes down to the militias. Uh, I didn't really understand the meaning behind that completely because he didn't really digress at all about what he was saying. But I noticed that there was a bill introduced in the Congress just about four weeks ago yep. um, taking and making militias kind of a illegal i don't know I, I don't know the details of this bill but that's basically what it comes down to is that they were wanting to shut shut down militias now right. um, three or more people collaborating together um in, in that sense they want to be able to shut down and arrest um but yeah i mean listen people get get good with your community know people try to find out you know the, the best way to, to collaborate with people um your homeless, the homeless people are the ones that you need to befriend. They they know how to survive. That's very important for you guys to understand. Um, I know it's it's kind of, it would be uncomfortable, but when shit hits the fan, that's the people you need to start talking to. Yeah, they know how to survive. Doing, they've been doing a lot longer than you guys have. So when shit hits the fan, you gather as many homeless people and say you can park your tents on my land. Let's fucking get, you know, take care of each other. Um, that's what I would do. That's definitely what I would do. Well, and, and have a plan, have a place to go, have a backup plan, plan A, plan, plan B, plan C. Have a way to defend yourself. Have some some water and some supplies, enough to feed yourself for three months or so. And if, if like an insurgency rises up in your city and you live in like a high rise or something, dude, have some fun. Take those, take those three, three oh eight rounds. Take that new scope you have, and just have some fun. And and don't forget to be planting gardens, like right. right, like the I guess this month would be, or in March. Yeah, March. All of you guys take and, and plant, you know, plant some vegetables and whatever you want to do with that. Maybe buy buy some, uh, you know, uh, chickens or pigs, whatever. Um, but prepare now because you think that inflation's a problem. <laughs> Shit, man. When well, imagine what happens man, when the banks don't work. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, is like 
most of this is digital. What if all of our electronics get shut down? Like it's going to be cash and gold and silver. That's all it's going to be. Yep. And you know, and ammunition, and ammunition, it, alcohol, tobacco. It's going to be very like more worth more than gold. Yep. So, you know, stock up on what you got, people. And, and just remember that shit is going to hit the proverbial fan at some point. And I think that everybody's warning us about this. Now, game, we got a few minutes left. I, I want you oh, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it's not just us fear mongering. This is no. not fear, this is not a fear mongering conversation because there's, there, you know, look at what they're doing with Catherine Harrods right now. She warned us two months ago what we've been warning for years. Um, but we have somebody in the mainstream media that is well-respected in her field. And the FBI is going after her just like, you know, just as bad as they did with Cheryl Atkinson. Mm -hmm. Not, not that quite bad. If you guys don't know about the Cheryl Atkinson story, please, please go, go watch the videos, go watch her testimony. It's it absolutely. Is she she the Jeffrey Epstein one? No, that's Liz, Liz Crokin. Um, so Cheryl Atkinson was uh, investigating the Obama administration on the Fast and Furious and oh, okay. was, uh, some other stuff. Uh, but uh, they spied on her and James Rosen. And, and that's and James, you know, James Rosen's a dear friend of mine. Like he's mm -hmm. he's he's just a sweet man. He's he's one of the most incredible guys and one of my favorite mainstream media journalists, too. He doesn't. He, he's very um, he's very skilled at what he does, but he's he doesn't go outside the box. So he's very loyal. So when his boss tells him to do something, he doesn't he never goes outside the scope of that. And and that that is to me one of you know if you're wanting to hire somebody as a employer, he's the type to do it because he will never go outside his boundaries. But um, when he worked for Fox News, I, I don't know. I think Cheryl was working for CBS at the time. Uh, they were investigating the Fast and Furious, and the Obama administration basically spied on them. They collected all of their emails, listened in to all of their phone calls, uh, and even infiltrated uh, Cheryl Atkinson's home computer, uh, which was not a home computer. It was actually a computer-owned by CBS, so it was CBS that she worked for. So when they infiltrated her home computer, or what they thought was her home computer, it ended up being a CBS-owned computer, and CBS ended up hiring their own forensics team to investigate the infiltration of that um, that computer. Well, they didn't; they wasn't aware that the FBI did it. Uh, so then they found out <laughs> that the FBI did this. That's kind of how that Cheryl ended up getting that information. Um, an FBI agent, after CBS found out that the FBI was spying on Cheryl Atkinson, an FBI agent got a uh, got wind of an operation that they were going to put on Cheryl Atkinson, and he wanted to stop it. It was kind of like a whistleblower saying this isn't right, sort of thing. And what they were going to do was that they were going to put a certain type of porn on her husband's mm -hmm. computer. The FBI was going to set her husband up with a certain type of porn. And I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm baffled that 
of course her story was kind of blown up but i'm i'm still baffled that this isn't still a a discussion today this should be highlighted today on what the fbi and what our our doj does to journalists uh like you like me i mean what they do to regular citizens as well exactly it's 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 unbelievable that we've gotten to a point in our in our political system that we allow these motherfuckers to get into office, to get into power, and to infiltrate uh, and and use these communist tactics and principles on the American public. It, it, yep. It's ludicrous, man. Now, how does a UAP UFO thing fit into all this? Well, uh, that that's that's where we are not of the understanding. We don't have we don't have the information. We only so, we only have what we have. We have we have the interviews with the with the ETs. Those things that happen, you know. We we've discussed them, but what the, you know what has been? And I've been um, I'm I'm collaborating with James Fox, and I hope that you join me on X. I know that you're not completely active on X, but I wanted you to be a part of that. Uh, space. We're gonna. I'm gonna interview James Fox again. Yeah. Give, give, yeah. Let me know. I'm. I'm in. Sure. Um, yeah. I would love for you to do that. Uh, you could probably. But this time, Josh, uh, it's not going to be a fluff piece. It's. It's. We're going to ask the hard hitting questions. Um, we are going. I'm going. I'll just tell you in your audience now. We are going to promo his film his new film that's coming up. So we'll probably spend about a half hour on that and then another half hour on any type of questions we have. So let's prepare for that. Um, But with, with the UFO discussions, I know that the whistleblowers had stand down orders basically. Um, So did I I sent you some stuff the other day? I'm going to play this for everybody because I think that this is important. This is a crazy, crazy story. Have you ever heard about Amy Eskridge? She was a NASA engineer. People are speculating online that she was assassinated because she blew the whistle on anti-gravity technology and time travelers from the future. It's crazy shit, man. Was this a video you're gonna show me? They are you, they are me. They're from here, from the future. P-47 is present plus 47,000 years. P-52 is present plus 52,000 years. And basically there's a calamity, right? So there's like a apocalypse scenario in the near future. It wipes out most of like everything, man. And there's the ones that go underground and survive, right? And then there's the ones that somehow stay on the surface and miraculously don't die. So you're telling me that this chick made that video in 2022 and was suicided? Look, here's another video to give you a little bit more context. Let me tell you. I'm in Huntsville, Alabama. I know I've said that several times. We're the rocket city. We're the biggest deal you've never heard of. Von Braun was here and we won the space race. We developed the Saturn V here. We built the Saturn V here. We won the space race here in Alabama, whether you've heard of it or not. And I can tell you for a fact, so many prototypes, so many prototypes, only prototype built like this in the world. You turn it on the first time, it works exactly like you thought it would the first time. Great data. You apply for more funding to test it more thoroughly, they cancel it. It goes to NASA divestment. It goes to the auction block. People bid on it and literally scrap metal, scrap metal, scrap metal vendors win the bid and melt it down for scrap metal and sell it. 
We could be crazy, crazy, crazy far. We could be on the moons of Jupiter. We could be exploring Pluto if we had spent money differently. I can tell you the names of so many NASA scientists that are depressed and they want to kill themselves because they have built prototype after prototype after prototype in Huntsville, Alabama. First in the world, never before seen, worked the first time you turned it on exactly like you thought. Okay, so Amy Eskridge. Um... She died in 2022. So this is not, this is absolutely real. This is her obituary. All right. Um, I've watched most of that video, the YouTube video where she's on there talking about it. And she's with some uh, UFO investigators. She had obviously, she had talked to Dr. Stephen Greer. Um, and they, she had a paper on anti-gravity that they were gonna, going to release to the world. And she was suicided before that happened. Um, now, when when we when we broke the David Grush story, Josh, that was back in May 20th of last year. Um, that was two weeks prior to even anyone knowing about who David Grush was. No one knew his name. No one knew that there was going to be a news story about this. And we ended up talking to basically X spaces, our Twitter audience about an explosive story that's going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, I got to tell you when, when I, when I got this, I didn't, I thought they were fucking with me, man. Cause it was all this information. I was just like, okay, I want to see your badge. I want to see, I want to see paperwork that you work here. Like, I, I want to know if you're trying to hoodwink me because you know, my batting records a thousand on calling shit before it happens mm-hmm. <laughs> as being a smart ass. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta give me something, man. And so, you know, uh, we FaceTime and I, he showed me the office. I'm like, okay. All right. So what's the deal? Like, what, what do you got? What, how, how can I tell this story? And they, they basically, the first thing, Josh, the first thing mm-hmm. that was said, and you, I know you remember me saying this, was the reason why these, these whistleblowers are coming out was because they want to quit and they want to get into the private sector or they just want to retire. And they know that if they quit, their lives are in jeopardy. Yep. Well, and, as that? well as I, I, I do, I do. And that's the number one. That's the number one reason. It wasn't. It wasn't to be famous. It wasn't to write books. It wasn't to do any of this. That David Grush was going to be the 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 head figure. He was going to be the spokesman of this group. There's many people within this group, guys. Uh, these whistleblowers that are coming out. That is why everything that you're hearing today, it's not just because of David Grush. It's because of the group that David Grush is associated with. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that David Grush won't even say today that he has knowledge of, but he just he's not allowed to say it. Only because, not because he's not brave enough, only the information that he cannot give us would allow our government to know who told him. 
or where they work or because there's bits and pieces of information. Let's say if it's about UFO retrieval. Okay, if he names a location, then then basically they can find out who the fucking source is. On this. Well, you saw um, Gilderbrand today. Yeah. Was in Nevada meeting with a U.S. Air Force, uh, Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman. Yeah, I, I seen that. Um, and, um, you know, uh, that's not a location to, um, that's to throw you off, but it's pretty close. Well, going back to Amy Eskridge real quick. So she worked for defense corporations in Huntsville, Alabama. Her father is a NASA engineer. His name is Rich, Richard Eskridge, and he's published heavily um, and like amazing publications. This guy is fucking genius level. And this goes back to the other people that I talked about, the former two-star general that was reprimanded and his whole family in that line, um, that there are people that are being eliminated from these areas. They're being taken out. They're being suppressed. They're being pushed down. Because they want to come out with this information. They want to get this information out to the world. Or there's some threat that is that is beyond the scope. Now, Amy Eskridge, she claimed, going back to Bob Bigelow, what Bob Bigelow said to James Fox, is they look like us. They walk among us. Now, that confirms what Amy Eskridge just said, that they're time travelers. That they're from 57,000 years in the future. Now, I don't know. That's speculation. But a few people that I've talked to in this in this area, in, in like, you know, you don't know who's right in the conspiracy world, right? But uh, one of them said that there was a, a very um, uh, malevolent alien species on this planet that was controlling humanity. And they basically been destroyed. They lost galactic war. And what on a planet? Yeah, yeah. That that this planet was controlled for a long time, and that they have now since been destroyed. But all of their their puppets here on this planet are running around with their heads like head like chickens with their heads cut off, right? And that's kind of where the state of this world is. It's like cleaning up this mess that was created through millennia of enslavement. Now I don't know if I believe that so much. What, what do you think about that? Um, I think that there's a, a good indication that that is the case, that, um, well, that, it, it, that confuses me because that, that confuses me because, um, you know, everything that I've gotten, all the information, which isn't a lot, but it, it was enough to break the story, but all the information that I got was, it was a spiritual matter. Go, like have the, you watched Jupiter Ascending yet? I did, but I shut it off because I thought it was kind of dumb. The Mil, uh, Mila <coughs> yeah, Mila movie. Uh, yeah. The 70s yeah. show girl. Yeah. yeah. You have to understand the, fi the foundational aspect of that is that Earth is a slave planet. And there's, there's a lot of great books out there about that. Okay. Um, but with that being the case, um, ask yourself this. Today they had this lunar lander go to the moon, right? Where is this thing? 
So this lunar lander goes to the moon today. The robotic spacecraft is the first U.S. spacecraft to land on the moon in over 50 years, right? You're telling during, me. During a solar storm? During a solar storm, but you're also telling me <laughs> that this lunar lander, okay, launches, and they don't strap a GoPro to the fucking front of the nose of the lander and live stream the whole thing as it's landing? Right. I mean, wouldn't that be like the greatest fucking like fuck you, China? Look at what we can do, right? Strap a—you could literally strap a GoPro to the nose of that fucking thing, and like we're gonna bring this fucker in, and boom, you watch it, and you're—but they didn't. And someone's like, "Yeah, actually," and they—they um—they sent me uh the YouTube video, and uh I said they—it's they said it's being live streamed on YouTube. Now go watch the live stream, and it's all simulation. It says simulation. I'm like, why wouldn't they stream that? Why why aren't they streaming any of these? And, and then, you know, I'm not a flat earther. I'm definitely not a flat earther. But NASA's fake as fuck. There's something about space that is not right. There's something they're not telling us about what's going on up there. And what I honestly believe is that it's not a cold, desolate place. I think that it's highly active. I think that there's massive shit going on up there. At least in my opinion. Well, I mean, it, I don't think that you can say it's an opinion. I, I think that you have to say it as fact because look what Gary McKinnon did back in the 90s and yep. early 2000s. A uh, guy from England. Uh, this guy has Asperger's syndrome. Uh, very, you know, odd when you talk to him, but very normal guy um he ended up hacking into it was over national, Re national reconnaissance office database which had nasa files in there this was on a 56k modem too yeah and the nasa files um contained excel spreadsheets which listed um off world or um what is it non-terrestrial ships with names that don't exist in today's world with crew members that don't exist uh, military crew members that were stationed in orbit. Yeah, and he got screenshots of, well, not screenshots, but actual um, pictures of what what NASA had was, uh, he said that they had two folders, one that was unscrubbed and one was scrubbed. Basically, the unscrubbed was the original photo. The scrubbed was what NASA would publish uh, because anything that NASA has is is publicly available to us, except for the technology that we use to get up in the space. We don't we don't let that out. But um, he said that there was like you know multiple photos that they had thousands of these photos in these folders. He couldn't download all of them. He only downloaded like I think what four five. Yeah. Um, but the the they're still trying to extradite him today actually they uh, uh well back in i believe 2005 uh they started the the paperwork for the extradition but i think the the uk basically put a stop to it on humanitarian grounds meaning mm. he was uh, classified as a person that was disabled mentally, so they they stopped they stopped the extradition procedure. Now that doesn't mean that the United States hasn't 
it hasn't stopped it. They're probably wanting to continue that. But um, the UK put us, uh, if he travels outside of the UK, then, then the United States could possibly pick him up. But once, uh, if he stays in, in the UK, um, he's safe. He right. is, and there's government paperwork for that too. Well, I think that you're right that this is going to play a major role in what's to come in um, in, in the next uh, few months and next few years. I think that by 2026, the questions that people are asking right now will be answered pertaining to those topics. And we will see kind of uh, a rebuilding, a restructuring of this planet by that time as well. Well, we, we got to also understand that the military has been prepping uh themselves for a mass sighting event um they've been doing this for quite a while but they heavily started uh the preparation like you know like uh the panic the the um supply chain i mean they've been prepping for all of these all of this stuff to to occur I, I just don't think that the public is going to panic though. Hmm. I, I truly don't because you look at not on the UFO stuff. I don't I no, agree. I don't, yeah. Uh the Phoenix Lights. That's over ten thousand people that's all that thing. Ten thousand. Even the governor. Yeah, even the governor, Fife Symington. Uh so you know, I, I just don't think that the public is going to react the way that the ma- the media is portraying us to to act. We're smarter than this, folks. We're not going to sit there and just like melt down and start crying on the floor if we see a UFO uh, in in our town or city and we're sitting there watching it and then it takes off. Uh, we're not going to react that way. Um, but I, I can tell you that what I'm more concerned about, I'm not concerned about how the public reacts. I'm concerned about how the government reacts. Mm. That's That's what I'm concerned about. Because they're going to utilize this for that globalist reset movement. They're going to utilize the data data that they have. And they might be trying to bait these entities or they might be trying to bait these UFOs to to happen in a a populist uh, area. Uh, So that's what I would figure. um, Because why else would they have training exercises to bait these um, UFOs, right. uh, you know about that. I'm, I'm certain you do, but yeah, for, for many years, we, we were training, we were send, putting nuclear warheads on these warships, not for nuclear training, but to actually bait UFOs to come watch them. It's hmm. fucking wild, man. And it's wild that this all, all is true. It sounds like a sci-fi movie though, you know? But man, it, it's like this is really true military stuff. This is, this is not. It's not something that I just uh, got a good source and, and has told me. This has been leaked out for a long time now. There's many very well-known people that's parroted the same exact thing that I've just told you guys. Yep. Holy shit. Well, it's going to be an interesting time game and uh, people get ready for space and cyber warfare because it is real and it is about to happen. Whether it's the UFO alien connection or solar flares or shit being blamed on solar flares or actual cyber attacks done by your own government. 
leave the world behind scenario is inbound, followed by civil war. And that's what I truly think is going to happen here over the next uh, few months. Don't forget to go out there, follow Game Tech Politics on Twitter. You can find him over on Twitter at GTP underscore podcast. Twitter.com slash GTP underscore podcast. Game Tech, thanks, buddy, for joining me tonight. Much appreciated. Well, thank you so much for having me on tonight, man. And again, uh, your audience is fucking phenomenal. I love these guys. Yeah, they're awesome. So, yeah, uh, we do pay attention to you guys. I'm sitting, I've been reading the comments for the past hour. Yeah. Fantastic. Fuck. Guys, we'll be going to. Uh, to the uh, the Thursday night Q&A right after this. So in about 10 minutes, I'll meet you there. I'm going to open up the Zoom right now so you guys can jump in there. I'll be in in about 10, 15 minutes. I got to go blow my nose and, and get some more tea. But uh, Game Tech, always good, my friend. Take care, man. Thank you. And and just one more thing before yeah. I go. Um, you know, I don't I, – I hardly ever promo shit, and I'm, I'm going to promo you. I, I think that you, you deserve it. Uh, guys, if you're not a member – of the red pill, uh, nation. Um, tell us, tell us where to go, man. Like that, that's what you should be doing. Uh, we need to support guys like you. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate all that you do. I like me. red pill nation. I'm going to have to do that. I got social red guys, red pill, patrons.com, red pill, patrons.com, or you can go to social red Um, and, and that's a way to support us, but also get in on these zooms that we do on Thursday nights, Friday nights, um, and really every night. So appreciate that game tech. Yeah, no problem. Thanks summer for putting that out there, by the way. Cool guys. Take care. Tramp in the spoon. That's impossible. Only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon.